Hi, I'm Linda. And I'm Craig. And this is the Indie Travel Podcast at www.indietravelpodcast.com. This is episode 59, and today we're going to talk about what to do when you're running late for a connection, like a train connection or a flight. Yep, especially when you've booked it and you can't just catch the next one. Well, where have we been this week? This week we've been mostly in Chertsey, but we started last week in Paris. It was really nice. Yeah, we caught the Eurostar over into our London and we stayed with some friends there. And we managed to catch up with Chris Christensen from the Amateur Traveller podcast. Yeah, it was so cool. I remember that he was going to be here in, well, in London this month, but I thought he'd already been and gone because he's off to Greece. But it turns out we got in touch with him and he'd just arrived that afternoon. So we met up with him the next day and that was really cool. Also on the Eurostar, I ran into one of my friends, Philippa, which was really cool. And we had a great time staying with our friends in Brixton. So it's been a really friendful week. Yeah, it sure has. Um, and it's going to continue. Um, tomorrow we're heading off down to the Isle of Wight with a couple of other friends. Yay! We like friends. <laughs> yep. It's going to be nice. We've never been to the Isle of Wight before. It's an island south of England. Well, it's part of England. But yeah, we're heading down there. So it's going to be really fun. Hey, um, we got a comment on the website from a woman called Helen talking about traveling in Britain. See that nice segue there? Yeah, yeah, because we're traveling in Britain. Yes. Yeah, She's talking about traveling in Britain. It's really smooth. So she was talking about booking trains, and I asked her to give us some more information. So here's the email we got. She said that she thinks the main benefit of booking in advance is to get cheaper fares. Unfortunately, getting the cheap fares means you have no flexibility in your train timings, as you have to travel on the times per your ticket. If you miss your train, you have to pay for the walk-up fare on the day, which is quite a lot more expensive. If you're wanting a slight bit of luxury, you can often book a first-class ticket in advance for less than the price of an on-the-day standard single, which is pretty cool. Sometimes these are over overlooked, and there can be cheaper first-class fares left nearer the date of departure compared to standard tickets. That is, if you're willing to fix your travel time. Another perk is that you can have a seat reservation. It doesn't guarantee you a seat, but more than likely it'll be there waiting for you, or the people in it will move. This can be great if you're ha traveling at peak holiday time, usually around bank holiday weekends. So the guts of this email seems to me that if I'm looking online for my ticket and the standard day ticket is quite expensive, the first class ticket might actually be cheaper. Hmm. Yep, that's basically what she's saying. That's awesome. So thanks, Helen. We're going first class all the way. Hopefully. <laughs> Next up, I um, want to introduce our articles page. We've got a great article on there at the moment by Jessica Spaulding. She's talking about the life of a van dweller. Yeah, the Jessica lives in her van. Yep. <laughs> but we won't tell you any more because you've got to go to the articles page and have a look at it. Yeah, we've also got an article there by Dave Prine, and he talks about what got him interested in traveling at first and how that's developed for him. So that's called The Birth of a Traveller, and it's also available on the site. Yeah, keep an eye out for new articles, because there'll be a new one up every week, hopefully. We're talking about what to do when you're running late for a connection, and the reason we're talking about this is because recently we were running drastically late for a connection. We were in a little town in Austria called Aschbach, and we needed to get to the airport, and we allowed plenty of time, but we still managed to be running late, mostly because of, I think it was Cyclone Emily? Uh, Emma? Emma, yeah, Cyclone Emma or Hurricane Emma or something like that. Big storm! caused a lot of delays so um we the problem was that i looked on um, ubb.com which is the train website for austria and it comes up with a second page and anyway somewhere along the line the dates got changed and i ended up with the wrong information for the trains so i had my first train time we got down to the train station and 
there was no train at that time. That was only a Monday to Friday train time, and it was a Saturday. Yeah, so we were standing on the platform for about half an hour going, where's, where's the, train? the train? Come on, come on, i gotta connect. I got to catch the next train. Oh. And there was no delayed notice, so we were kind of work- trying to work out what was wrong, and then we worked it out. So we caught the next train, that was fine. But then we got to our first connecting place, and the next train was delayed because of Emma. Um, so we got on that train, but then when we got to the next connection, we'd missed our connection because it left because of this 10-minute delay. So we got on the next one, and by now we're kind of running an hour late, an hour and a half late. And this train, you wait for it, you ready? It was delayed. Oh yeah, it was delayed. So we finally got to Vienna Central, and um, we only had 45 minutes to get to the airport. The airport bus was going to take half an hour, but the, um, but the driver said it might take a bit longer. And we had a half hour wait for it because we just missed the last one. So we kind of ran around frantically, went to the train station office and they gave us um, an itinerary to get us there with 15 minutes to spare. So we decided to follow that and we ran and ran and got there, got to the train station. Delayed, 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 delayed. It was really, really delayed. But it was really frustrating and teeth-grindingly annoying. Oh, yeah. As it said... Delayed. Expected arrival time, two minutes. Yeah, so you think, okay, I'll wait for two minutes. minutes. It said, delayed. Expected arrival time, two minutes. Yeah. It kept stringing us out. So we kept waiting. If we'd known it was going to be delayed for half an hour, then we would have found another solution. But it really didn't work for us. In the end, we managed to get on the train. It arrived, and we got to the airport five minutes too late, and we missed our plane, and it was really suck. But... We're not going to talk about what to do when you've actually missed it. What we're going to talk about is what to do when you're running late for a connection. So what you need to do is calm down first. A good idea before you travel is to have extra information. So before you know you're running late, if you can be be prepared, have extra information. Know when the next connection is. Have some backup plans. Yeah, that's really important. I mean, just being able to make decisions on the road, being able to make quick informed decisions is a really helpful thing. Yeah, definitely. So once you know that you're running late, you know the train connection's been missed or it's delayed, be flexible, adapt to the delays, use the information you've already got or look around for information. Usually a train station will have timetables, things like that, and adapt to the situation. Mm, If you're stuck in traffic in a taxi or a bus, then there's not really much you can do, is there? No, there isn't. So don't beat yourself up over it. I mean, you've made your choice. You made the best choice you could at that time. And sitting there fuming and getting angry at yourself because now you're late and I shouldn't have done this, I should have caught the train, or I shouldn't have caught the train, I should have gotten a taxi. Yeah. And, 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 and it doesn't help. No. So relax. Relax, calm down, you'll be right. And keep it in perspective. What's the worst thing that can happen? Usually the worst thing that can happen is that you'll miss another connection, a flight, a train, a ferry, something like that. And although that might seem drastically terrible, it did to me, it's just money. I'm sure you'll be able to make some more money, you'll be able to sort it out. Just keep it in perspective. Yeah, that's something that I find really important. Like traveling on a shoestring budget, you're looking after every dollar, every euro, every pound. And when things like this happen... It's important to realize it's just out of your control. You've made the best choices you can once again, and it's just money. You're still alive, still breathing. It's just money. Yep. 
If you can, call ahead. Maybe you'll be able to change your booking if you're definitely going to be late. Or maybe your friend could hold the bus for you if you've got a friend waiting for you. Yeah, the managers on the end of the phone line can often um, try and help you out by suggesting a different route or getting in touch with the driver. And in terms of psychological um, aspects of things, take some deep breaths, accept what you can't change and try to take your mind off it. I tried to take my mind off it by writing down these tips and it helped a little bit. Mm -hmm. And I get to pass on the joy to you guys. It's a pretty painful experience when you're sitting there and in our case we were stuck in a train and we were with a couple of other people heading out to the airport that were also on our flight. Yep, it was pretty difficult. So that's basically it. Be flexible, keep it in perspective, don't beat yourself up and stay calm. All right, so once you've got to the airport, you've got to the train station and you've just about missed your flight, but you might be able to get onto it, what do you do? Um, the first thing to do is get as much information as you possibly can. So look at the information boards. Is your flight or your bus still listed there? If not, don't panic yet. Find a human. I know they can be really difficult to find in public service areas. But what you need to do is find a representative and try and get some information out of them. I've found most of the time people just don't want to speak to you. So try and relax, be friendly, tell them from the outset that you think you've missed it, um, and appeal to their better nature. See if there's anything they can do for you, if they might just be able to get you onto the flight, maybe, you know, if I run to the gate. Things like that can happen, but it does help if you don't have bags with you. Yeah, carry-on luggage. Once the check-in counter's closed, there's no way they're going to get hold baggage on for you. So it's another advantage of packing light, just having a carry-on bag, is that there's a chance, slim though it is, that you might be able to get through, they might fast-track you through security and get you down to the gate for the flight. Only a human can do that, so make sure you do talk to one. If you find out you've missed it, if they say there's no chance, well... We'll talk about that another time, huh? Yep. I think that would be a nice extra one. What do you do once you've missed your flight, missed your connection? Yeah. As a first off, I'd say once again, get as much information as you possibly can. But we'll talk about some of the mistakes we made and some of the things that you'll be able to do to avoid them in a future episode. I think that's about it on what to do when you're running late for a connection. Yeah, if you have any more ideas, send them in to us, mail at IndieTravelPodcast.com, or you can leave a comment on the homepage. We've got one listener website to mention this week. Um, it's TravelDodo.com, and this is a site where you can list do's and don'ts for certain places. So you find a location, find a city, and people have listed things to do and things not to do. Mm. So you can read other people's tips and add your own in. Excellent. Also, drop by the Indie Travel Podcast homepage and have a look at the poll. The poll this month is, where is the best food in the world? At the moment, Italy's in front. Craig, you haven't been voting 19 times, have you? No, I've only voted once, and I voted for Japan in the end. Okay, well, Japan's second anyway. If you think that some other country other than Italy or Japan has better food, then you should drop by the site and leave your, leave your vote. Yeah, tell us your opinion. I mean, at the moment, Italy's almost got a two-to-one vote over Japan. Really? Oh yeah. my goodness, that's incredible. It's really out there. But it is really good food. <laughs> oh, it so is. Come on. What's wrong with sushi and sashimi, people? Although last night, we ha- it was the Eurovision Song Contest, and we decided in our little party to have a Eurovision Song Contest party, and we'd buy food from each of the different countries 
And um, I must say, unfortunately, Italy wasn't competing, and neither was Belgium, which made me really sad. But um, Romania's food wasn't that great, and no. Azerbaijan was difficult to find. <laughs> Azerbaijan, yeah. Finding that in a Sainsbury's in uh, Britain was more than difficult. It was fun, though. But bottle of port went down yeah. well. Go Portugal. Portugal. We like Portugal. <laughs> yeah. We were voting for Portugal to win just on the uh, strength of the port. <laughs> oh, well. Um, while you're at the homepage, IndieTravelPodcast.com, you can also check out our new video podcast. Ooh. Yeah, it's cool. We've been uh, making some site changes. I've spent most of the weekend doing that and perfecting my forehand at Wii Tennis. <laughs> I suck at Wii Tennis. <laughs> Well, that's what we've been doing this week. So you can come by, check out the new video podcast. It'll come down on the feed if you're subscribed. And, um, yeah, have a look at what we've done. Oh, there's something else that's ex- exciting on the homepage as well. If you're going to be booking a hostel any time, then you need to come to the Indie Travel podcast and book it there because we've got a little tiny hostel booking engine on our site. And if you do do it, then we get a little commission, which would be great because... We're trying to make a little bit of money from the site, so it'd be great if you could support us by booking your hostel on our site. Um, anything that you would book on hostelworld.com, you can book on our site. Yeah, we don't want to be spammy, but we are trying to uh, make some money off this podcast to make up for the five to ten hours a week that we spend on it. And the fact that we're unemployed. Yeah, and the fact we're unemployed. So please, if you are booking hostels, you're booking holidays, you're booking flights, come and click through one of our affiliates and... Um, Help us stay running. Yeah, it doesn't cost you any extra, but it gives us a little bit of cash. So that yeah. would be great. That would be awesome. So until next week, travel well.